Welcome in to episode 103 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always with me, uh, host Stefan Loeffler at Junkwax Twins. Again with us this week, special guest host Mike Summer at The Mike Summer. And I'm Tim Shepard. We're at Big Shep 79. We are a podcast by collectors for collectors. And we hope to bring you a smart and insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific. 11 Eastern. 10 Central. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Nine Mountain on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook Live. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. We're available co- podcast basically everywhere. Check out the I'm website fast. about the cards.wordpress.com. What is up, Steph's out in the wild? Uh, bruh, doing a show live on location somewhere. And, somewhere uh, in bunker. Clean shaven Mike Summer is back this week. So it's great to have you back, Mike. Thanks. And by the way, happy birthday to Mike. Thank you. He has just turned uh, 26. That's right. So outstanding. So it's all it's good to see everybody back in. I see Jenny's in the chat. What's up, Jenny? Been a minute. Good to see you, Brad. Uh, I liked uh, you live from Vegas. That was fun on um, Saturday. Matt's in here. And uh, Herman, what's up? Uh, somebody named Angela. I don't know who that is. But uh, oh, we go. Ken's Cardboard just already love your podcast, Mike. So that's awesome. Yeah. Check out Mike's podcast. Good job. That's uh, a it's it's pretty good. Yeah, sorry. Show yourself in chat, Mike. So, uh, appreciate it. Let's get into it, guys. The week that was last week's releases: Tops Living Week One Eighteen. We had Starling Castro, second baseman of the Washington Nationals, uh, sold just a few over eighteen hundred, which is one of the lower numbers. And then uh, Card Two Thirty or Three Twenty, Brendan McKay, rookie pitcher. Uh, the Tampa Bay Roy Rays, so almost 2,200. Um, not a and bad week. Uh, what they look like. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was I wasn't surprised that Castro was that low. Um, and McKay was where he is. I mean, he's a he's a rookie, but he's also a pitcher, and we know how those go. So Steph pulls up a, a photo because last week I don't think we did the justice because without Steph it was a tad hard. There's Starlin. Um, I think this is his first year with the Nats. Isn't that correct? We say, yep. Yeah. So, and uh, guys, don't freak out about the chat. For some reason, I noticed that uh, every comment's coming up a handful of times, unless everybody's just really excited. So, I'm, I believe be. that Castro set a new low. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So, that'd be that new new twenty dollar card on the market, right? Uh, we also so check out at Tops Living staff for a full breakdown on where these cards fall respectively in the set by team and by position. We also have 2020 Tops Diamond Icons drop, uh, 2020 Panini Donruss Diamond Kings baseball, which Steph busted two boxes. Uh, Highlights pretty later. good. Well, well, Steph, what was uh, what was one of your favorite ones that uh, you pulled out that you're real excited about here? Well, so of course uh... stack. Good lord. I, well, I mean, nah. But, no, the first box that I broke had a Twins Auto, literally for the first pack. So, you know, I'll take that. But the second box, a some Bogai. A Boba Shet Rookie Auto. That's always nice. And a few packs later, facing right up. Ooh, gorgeous. Uh, is a Yordan downtown that needs much better protection than it has right now. Yeah. yeah. 
That those are amazing. That, that are they as pretty in person as I believe that they are? They are. They're nice and shiny yeah. and pretty and gorgeous. Yeah, that's uh, that's a nice. And you couldn't get. I mean, besides maybe what trout at this point. Okay. Who? Oh, the great the the Royals great Harmon Killebrew. Ah, uh, sir, it says Minnesota on Kansas City. Oh, there. they got it wrong. They got it wrong. What else is now? Yeah, it was a. A nice little break, and uh, from Steph picked these up while we're in Minnesota. Ah, uh, Dayton. Dayton, okay. The lovely Dayton, Ohio. Oh, hey, let's just throw it all around. Dustin May. That's some hair. Nice little border parallel. Yeah, Diamond Kings no. is, is a good product, especially with the price point. So, very nice. And we also had, speaking of great price point here, 1920 Panini National Treasures basketball dropped Friday. So, we're going to tell a little bit about that later on. Uh, you know, big dollars, about $4,300 a box, a little King Griffey action. That's just pretty. I'm sorry. Yeah. Logo be damned. <laughs> we'll hop into this week's uh, hot off the presses, this week's new releases. Top Living Week 119, uh, card 321, Larry Walker, Hall of Famer, outfielder of the Colorado Rockies. And then card... 322 JP Crawford shortstop from the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Crawford getting a second card in the set. Uh, he had one when he was on the Phillies a while back. I don't understand why JP Crawford needs a second card. Probably pretty much like uh, who was it, Avisel Garcia a few weeks ago got a second card. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the lesser names getting their second card before even. You know some of the newer, lesser names that haven't had a card yet get get one. But yeah, um, I mean because there's intentionality to it, right? Like they they have to be asking the artist to put those cards together. I I just don't I don't understand some of the the player selection that is is done with this set at this point, especially when we're we're in second cards for some of these people. And there's so many players that have not been, not yep. been touched. Yep. You know, so so uh, and and more so. You know, one nice touch on Mark Appel, uh, guy who kind of flamed out after a contract dispute. But if you're gonna have a Larry Walker, why not have it have three thirty one for his jersey number thirty three? Pretty so card. What do you though. think of that stuff, Steph? Well, I mean, he could have he he could have been a cardinal, but no, he tossed him in as a rocky, rightfully. Or just card. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a friend of Crawford. It'll probably be one of the the lower permans. We'll see what happens there. As but, previously, uh, he was a Philly. Yeah. Which, by the way, but notice no hat, neither photo. Nope. True. Weird. Weird. Weird stuff. Um, we also have this week 1920 Upper Deck Ice Hockey dropping today. Uh, $100 a box, five cards per pack, five packs per box. Uh, one autograph, one mim or exquisite card, one sub-zero insert, five green parallels, and two premier rookie ice, ice premier rookies. Uh, 150 card base set, the first 50 are vets. The next 100 are... Uh, the ice premier rookie cards, which have a level, uh, they go one from five, one to five. The easiest being level five, which is at a fourteen ninety nine, and the lowest is a uh, level one, which is at a ninety nine. 
They're all asked to take cards. All the autographs are going to be on card. And then uh, Upper Deck Exquisite gets a second release of cards, which came out first in Black Diamond. So they're going to have exquisite rookies that are either numbered out of 299 or 399 and uh, exquisite signatures and exquisite material signature cards inserted uh, into these boxes. So you get a little Those are cool looking. Oh, the Although ice they should have the same color as the picture. Yeah, it'd be nice, Minor but it's a little consistent, right? Yeah. Minor things, right? Yeah, but so this is a little higher end, mid to high end, uh, you know, hockey product. You're not getting yep. a ton of cards in a box, but you're also paying, you know, a hundred bucks, and you're going to get a guaranteed autograph. You're going to get some, uh, you know, rookie cards guaranteed. They're, you know, could be low numbered, so not. Uh, you know, it's still a good-looking Upper Deck product, and it's nice that they're on card because a lot of uh, Upper Deck stuff has uh, sticker autos, so it's right. nice when you see an on-card product. Well, and and for all of the four major major sports, is there a better sport to have acetate than hockey with the ice effect? Right. Yeah, it looks so much better with the Upper Deck hockey product than the Panini um, football and uh, basketball release that they did a couple of years ago or that mm. they've, they've done over the years. It, it just fits so much better with, with the hockey theme. Yeah, it makes sense. It just works. Yep. Yep. Uh, also dropping this week, 2020 Panini Prison Baseball. Uh, you're going to find that around $195 a box, 12 packs per box, 12 cards per pack. Uh, three autos. Uh, three autographs, four blue prisms, five red prisms, three silver prisms, and 12 inserts. It's a 300-card base set. There are 18 different color and patterns available in Hobby alone. There's a mm. rare tiger. This is going to be fun, guys. This is awesome. There's a lot here. Rare tiger stripe and a and a, the gold, one of one gold vinyl are both Hobby exclusives. There's a red-orange prism that's Hobby only, but they're special to hot boxes that land one per case. And those find a hot box get 24 of the red-orange cards. There's first off the line boxes, and they have um, three shimmer prisms, and those are numbered out of seven. There's four purple prisms in a blaster box. There's three red, white, and blue versions, in exclusive. those are exclusive to retail multi-packs. The donut circle prisms are in quick-pitch retail <laughs> boxes, and they have five different patterns and a, to combine so to land 10 per box. I believe these, for example, these are the donut uh, prism type design, or what they're called in the past. Anyway, they just have tiny little circles repeated, hence yeah. donut. There are 15 other parallels for a total of only 41 parallels mm. per prism. So they were running the presses on this one again, guys. 41 parallels. Uh, you're going to find autographs of both major and minor leaguers. Uh, you saw Joe Adele um, auto there. You're also going to see Jason Dominguez in here and all, all the, the big names. The Color Blast insert returns, which is what Steph's on right there. Vlad Jr. Yep. There's also a Gems insert, uh, and that's new, and it's a case hit. So that's a new insert that's coming out. Fancy. Yeah. And there's Excel has, you know, they're going to have an exclusive release. Um, you know, so they just, they just, you know, come up with all these fun colors and try chasing it down. Uh, but uh, that pops out. Um, you know, I I picked up a few. Like the only time I've ever picked up Prism was a couple years back when my buddy Gary Hampson was uh, was a rookie 
last mm-hmm. year, and I picked up a handful of parallels just randomly when I'd find one for a buck or two. Um, when someone but, broke the news. What's up? I said when someone broke the oh, news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's – I don't know. I just – I can't. I can't really get excited behind uh, prison baseball. The one I opened it one year, and I think it was thir- 2013, and it had all the the cocaine on it. I mean, the powder on it. Right. They they had an issue with the card to stick together, so they re-released it with uh, the powder in between. To yeah. Help separate it. And it was like super. You had to like wipe wipe down every card. Is fun. Yeah, so. I I'm not a big fan of prison baseball either. Um, I would buy six of six boxes of the next product we're going to talk about before I would buy, you know, for the same price as, yeah. as one box of this. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be passing on prism baseball as well. I'll pick up the team set, but that's about it. The next product is tops big league, uh, 2020 tops, big league drops. It's $33 on a Friday. It drops. It's $33 a box, 18 mm. packs per cards, 10 cards per pack. You're going to get four defensive wizard cards, four flipping outs, uh, four roll call, and my favorite, four star caricature reproductions. Those are all the par- the inserts you're going to get. You're also going to get 18 orange parallels. It is a uh, it's a 300 card base set. Uh, per Ryan Cracknell, I thought this was great. There's a retro vibe to them. It's not unlike it's not like Heritage or Archives, where old designs are being u- uh, being reused. Rather, it's an influence by 80s and 90s. Uh, that mm. can be found. Uh, Tops is also adding a collector box this year. It's $29. It has fewer packs, but it actually has an exclusive Major League action figure from Super 7. And there's the Aaron Judge. So you get a little yep. action guy. Um, and and so that was pretty cool. The figures come on a uh, on a packaging that looks uh, like it was influenced by 82 Tops. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I the, love the, the idea. Are gorgeous. I love the idea and the um, you know, trying something new, like putting the, the action figure in there too, you know, make it a little more fun, add another collectible aspect of it. Yeah. I, I am a big fan of big league. Yeah. They have great inserts too. Those caricature ones I had last year, I built that set. I love yep. that set. They, I had all the characters by that Salem company back in the, you know, eighties and nineties. I used to wear mm-hmm. those all the, over the place. I even rebought a George Brett one a couple of years ago. Uh, it was the exact same one I had as a kid, and uh, they're great. So, I want to say this is the product that replaced Tops Bund. They're tying with their digital app. Um, the the action figures are nice, and as uh, Ryan denotes, um, this is a nice throwback to Clear's Metal Universe. These are amazing looking cards. I want to see the checklist. Yeah. And uh, what's really nice is that they're also going to be one of ones of this, those cartoon cards that, uh, that are going to be in. And you don't hit an auto every box. You're not guaranteed an autograph. But if you do hit an auto, uh, it's gonna, I'm telling you right now, it's going to pay for your box. And there's also sure. usually short prints or photo variations. And those are super tough pulls. And that can pay for a box and then some. So uh, this is kind of akin to... Um opening day but with the slider uh slightly better insert line i like oh, it better than opening day. oh yeah it's way better than opening day yeah. it's got a, a its own unique design that's actually a decent design it's right. got better inserts yeah it's it is i can do it is my second favorite product behind flagship yeah 
and, and to be honest, when you if you drop thirty three bucks on a box, you know it's a little more than what buying a blaster. But I guarantee you're gonna have more fun, and you're gonna have you're gonna get more value, money wise and entertainment wise, out of that thirty three dollars than a lot of stuff you can buy in this hobby. Definitely. So, um, if you like teams, if you like building a set, or you like, you know, you like inserts, and you just like opening some stuff, but don't want to blow the budget, this is a, a the perfect product. And it's one series. I love the fact that it's it's one series, so it's not like you know you're being strung along for the entire year. It it's I am a big fan of this product. Yeah. It's Definitely. it's and it's they've done so they every year I feel like they've kind of improved on what they did the year before. And it's the one thing, it's like, they figured it out with this. Can we do it with some of your other cool stuff too? Like, I, I, you know, I'm to the fact where I think opening day needs to maybe kind of go away or be a, a set where you buy it as a factory set where it's supposedly the opening day Ross, you know, the opening, the starting nine for your team on opening day and, and make it like a, a factory type set or a team, a team type set versus being a packed out product. And uh, put whatever other goodies and materials you you put in there to add to something like this to make this a little richer. But sure, it's uh, it's it's a good product, uh, a good rip, especially if you have a, a youngster that uh, maybe want to get into cards or um, you know, you know that they may not have the funds. This is a, a great a great spend. So uh, definitely nice. There's also 2020 tops pro debut baseball dropping Friday. It's going to come in two versions this year. One is the hobby, which is traditional. It's going to run about $90 a box, 24 packs, eight cards, 24 packs per box, eight cards per pack. You're going to get two autos, uh, two M cards or manufactured relics, uh, four Copa de Division, uh, four ready to flight, ready for flight, and two tape measure power cards. Uh, they also are offering now a jumbo box for around $270, which is six packs per box, 24 cards per pack. And this you're only going to get three autographs and 36 chrome parallels. It's a 200-card base set. Uh, we'll have select base cards. We'll also have image variations. Uh, so this all includes minor league players on their minor league Ross teams in those jerseys. And so sometimes it's the first pictures we're seeing of prospects in their actual minor league unis. Uh, <clears throat> there's a future cornerstones uh, signature set in here, which is going to list highlight some of the best players in minor league baseball. They have the uh, distinguished debut medallions, which uh, make up the product's manufacturer relic content. And then also we're going to have the winner of the 2019 Make Your Pro, Pro Debut Contest. I know it says 2012 there. Uh, Pro <laughs> Debut Contest uh, in these packs as well. So they had a, a, a giveaway where you could enter to get your own card in here. And uh, that winner will be in the box somewhere. Hopefully. So... I, I like the product. It seems to sell well. I just wish, you know, so for example, here, the Gwinnett uh, stripper, Stripers? Stripers? Stripers. Close, close call. Uh, I wish maybe on the back of they would mention affiliate of team name here. Yeah. This is one that I've put together the last couple years. I would pre-order um, several boxes to a case of it. And I loved this product at the $45 or $50 or whatever I was getting it at before. Um, mm -hmm. But at $90, I am also going to be out on this product. 
which is too bad because this is another one on sport lots. The singles on sport lots sold all day long. And so you could have some fun opening it, putting together the set, and there was no problem at all selling off the singles later on sport lots. Definitely. I think the singles will still sell well, but when you're paying almost double for the, the box itself, it just makes it hard to get the value. Yeah, I, I agree with Mike on this and also Steph too, where I wish they would have put affiliate of whatever team uh, sure. on these cards just to make it easier. If you're a, you know, your team collector, you're making a trade or you're trying to figure out if it's somebody that's not a name you're familiar with, like a Joe Adele, you know, you know, he's an angels prospect, but uh, you know, so that it's just, it's, it's kind of a nice product if you can't get into Bowman. Uh, and you get you get to dip your finger into the the prospecting stuff because you know uh, even the trout one from was it nine or ten is a is one of the more popular cards of mm -hmm. his because it lets you get a minor league card of his where it's still somewhat affordable. I don't know. I saw a 2012 update all star card of Mike Mike Trout raw going for fifty bucks. I was like, where he did he is he all of a sudden did he become Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and Hank Aaron like overnight? Like I know Mike's good and I think Trout's awesome, but Lordy Lordy, yeah, you know, it's like you know I understand like this is a nice Willie Mays, right? I mean it's I've seen better condition, mm -hmm. but spending fifty bucks on an All Star card from you know eight years ago is kind of whew, glad I have a couple like. Uh, making me think. Uh, also, too, this we did not talk about. This is uh, one coming out this week, and um, twenty twenty tops finest baseball is coming out Friday. Uh, about one fifty a box, twelve packs per box, five cards per pack. Very colorful. I love it. Two autos. You're going to find two autos, two finest duels, one final uh, finest firsts uh, for the man, and four refractors. It's a hundred card base set with a twenty five uh, card extended base set. Those are short prints, and they're going to be really tough pulls. Uh, hobby boxes continue to split into a pair of mini boxes. So there's two mini boxes in there that have six packs apiece. The man insert, um, they were last and first seen only in 1998, finest baseball. And uh, they also are going to have a finest career die cuts autograph insert set, which was pretty cool. But, uh, you know, these are really colorful cards. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they they have their own kind of like on an acetate, but not, it's not you don't see through it, but it's kind of like that, kind of a a different stock than than regular yeah. regular cards, right? So that's not quite chrome, but it is, but it's not. Yeah, it's you know, and I remember when Finest came out in '93. Uh, I finally this year, like in March or April, got my first 1993 Finest George Brett card. And I actually got two in the same week because I bought a team set and I bought one for my Brett Binder. But I remember when these came out, I mean, it was earth shattering. We thought Stadium Club was awesome. And then Finest came out and it was like, yeah. Oh, and those, that still is one of the most, that collected sets is 93 Finest. And they've done well over the years, but um, it's pretty. I just don't know if it's, I'll chase maybe a couple of the, I might chase the Royals. You know, I think they're going to probably have, they'll probably have a Whitman airfield and that'll be it. So I'll be good there. But uh, this is another one where I, I enjoy, I, I've not bought a lot of it direct. I've put together some sets from buying lots later on. I, the, 
the design of some of these inserts looks pretty good to me. Like I, I, it's got a little bit, some of that retro insert nineties insert feel to it. But um, yeah, I, I, I'll probably be keeping an eye out for, you know, some potential bulk lots of this too. Um, it, I do like finest. Yeah. It's just one that stands out. Is a just a little different than everything else. You know, rookie finest autographs are, are really sharp and sometimes to be honest, are underpriced, you know, uh, where you can go in and sneak in and grab something. So, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. So I'm excited about that. So make sure you check out Ryan Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com slash news for more details on all these releases. And uh, appreciate all the work Ryan puts in and lets us borrow to bring to you every night, every week. Uh, what's brewing next week's release is 2020 tops clearly authentic baseball 2020 Panini Chronicles Collegiate Draft Picks Football. 2020 Top Series 2 Baseball! Excited. 2020 Panini Legacy Football and 1920 Panini Spectra Basketball. Now, I'm going to put a caveat here. I don't think all of these are coming out next week. And the reason I say that is it's the last Friday of the quarter. Mm. A lot of these things got moved to this next week as kind of a placeholder of we're hoping to get this out for the you know for the end of the second quarter heading into the third to help numbers but we'll see um i'm pretty sure we're going to see series two out yep. um and i would be pretty sure that one of one or two of the three panini releases pops um probably the collegiates one and and, and probably the basketball one but we'll see um it's going to be uh, interesting to see 2020 legacy football, uh, you know, with kind of where where we are. That doesn't include collegiate stuff, so we'll see. Uh, but that's next week's releases. We'll have some stuff to talk about. It's good to have some new releases again. Infield Chatter, a Hobby Talk section, part of the show. Hobby Hotline is going to be live this Saturday on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And uh, make sure you check out the Monday Night Heat. We had some tech issues on Mondays. We didn't have a show this week, but we're live on Mondays on the same channels at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we, we're going to have a giveaway on that Monday night show of um, the Bowman boxes. Bowman. Yep. Uh, we have two. And so you can enter in both contests. Go on to li- If you go to our YouTube page, there is a quick video on there that tells you the how Hobby to do Hotline. it. Or the Hobby Hotline. Uh, there's a quick video how to get in and, and win. Or you listen to... Uh, the last Monday night uh, heat that we had, uh, and it's it's in there too. So check it out; it's great, and we're gonna have a great giveaway uh, on Monday night. So wanted. Whenever you see a wanted poster, you get a little concerned and hope you're not on that wanted poster. Now, you know, my wife says if I shave this part off, you know, I might, I might be on one. So you dead know, or alive, dead or alive. Um, but blowout buzz tweeted out. This was on Thursday, or I think on Friday. Uh, Blowouts offers $500,000 for a Zion Williamson card. How bad do we want it? Well, blowoutcards.com is offering $500,000 for Zion's, Zion Williamson's one-of-one rookie patch logo man card, number 108 physical card that you see here. Yes, that's a cool half million for one basketball card. It's a one-of-a-kind with the NBA logo from a jersey he wore embedded into it and could be found in boxes here, and there's a link. And then for more details, you want to email wanted at blowoutcards.com. Uh, this followed a, one, a tweet from Grand Slam Collectibles. 
at only Grand Slam. We'll pay 350000 for the 1920 Panini American National Treasure, Zion Williamson, one, NBA logo man, one of one. Must be an on-card um, autograph that would grade a Beckett 910. We can fly you from fly you to the store from anywhere Southwest Air flies. So a couple people out there to get the card, which it would be tremendous if you pulled it. Now, my question to you guys is, is I know the Hobby Hotline talked about this a little bit on Saturday. You know, you're going to take about a 35 or 40% hit. But would you take one of these offers or would you try to, you know, maybe put it out to bid and see if you get more out of it? I mean, if I'm Jimmy, uh, a huge Kentucky collector, I'd obviously keep it. But uh, I don't play the Duke, by the way. I thought he played Kentucky. No. Womp. Yeah. Well, then he sells anyway. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, no, uh, if uh, with no basketball going on, take the obvious money. Yeah, I'd sell it in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know, I would, I would, I would talk to a lawyer and figure out the least amount of taxes if I could have them put it in and buy a house for me. Sure. And take that money and do that instead, and let you know, because you know. Now, I mean, that would well wouldn't buy a house here, but it would it would get a really good portion of a house put down for me. So yeah, get one in like rural Kansas or Nebraska or some crap. I could buy half the state. I'm yeah, talking go, about here. Go live, next, go, go live next to Jenny in Minnesota. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's just crazy. I saw I saw that um, one breaker pulled a one of one uh, patch card. On Friday, and then I was watching. I was watching live, and I heard that. And so I'm watching. Well, I'm watching Dan and Doug live on Mojo Break when that that news came across. Swear to God, five minutes later, Dan is opening a pack and just goes, and just gets up, screams, and leaves, like left the break, huh? and comes back in and quietly goes like, you know, Kyle guy, you know, uh, autograph, whatever. <laughs> then he pulls up. It's the Zion. One of one uh, inscriptions auto or personalized inscriptions auto, and he didn't scribe anything on it. He just he just did a signature. But a one of ones, I mean, and, and like what's that? You know, if this logo man is two fifty, you know, five hundred. What's this two fifty? Right. I mean, I, I'm sitting there watching, going, God, I was really glad I I got to see this break. Um, but I wouldn't know what to do if I pulled that card or if I got that card. Like I'd fly out. Like I could drive if it was mine. I could drive down them to see it. But I, like, would you fly out and pick it up from them so you knew it wasn't going to go in, you know, anyone else's hands? And Dan and Doug even thought about, well, we, you know, we can get there. Maybe one of us flies the card to the guy. Like you know, right. yeah, that's a big card. Yeah, and I, by the way, all day long selling those. I mean, that's 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 life changing money. Yep. You know that that does you know that that investment uh, go, goes along along even if you paid the taxes, it's still oh. you know or you know like paying that even though uh, what I'm saying is not that you're gonna get around paying the taxes. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. even despite the fact that you're gonna have to pay so much in taxes, you're still left yeah. with a ton of money. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it enough money, though, to get the Reggie Jackson Baltimore Orioles card out of uh, 
Keith Overman's hands. Overman, yeah. Uh, the one card. Uh, no, I just thought it was crazy. So, and then, and then on top of this, there was a Zion, uh, NT, our rookie patch, uh, National RPS, Treasures. National Treasures at a 99 that sold Sunday for 99,800. It was canceled on Monday. Of course it was. Um, this came across, and I, I appreciate Dub sent out a bunch of, this came from Facebook. Um, it was from a, a guy at Coach Tim's, nice underscore cards. He posted on IG. Uh, it was an, it, there was 182 bids on this card, and he was only going to charge you know $3.95 for shipping. Uh, and the card gets canceled, and the seller emailed back, by the way, good afternoon. Uh, please cancel this bid. It was done accidentally. I would like to see you get paid for this item. My sincerest apologies on the mistake. It was not my intention to place a bid. I was showing this auction and accidentally hit the button. I hope you get a huge amount for this card. So, of course, you know, he didn't get paid on it. We've seen this happen before, I think, uh, with the Otani a couple years back. Um, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, when you see something that high, I don't think it ever goes back to that that price point. Uh, because nope. a couple other things, so I think have popped. I think Houdini pulled one and sold it privately, so I don't know what the numbers were there. But I don't know how you accidentally play around and accidentally bid ninety nine thousand eight hundred dollars. Because right. if you make a, if you make a mistake bid during the time, you can go back and have it retracted before the end of an auction. Mm-hmm. And and don't you have to click like three times before it actually yes, goes through? I believe so. Like you click the thing, then it confirm this is what you want to do. Are yeah. you really really sure you want to bid ninety eight thousand dollars for this card? Yeah. So Ty Bond three is the buyer, or was the bidder? I'm sorry, the bidder. Ty Bond three. So I've just gone to my eBay store and uh, and blocked. So of course. Um, yeah, I just think that's crap. Um, and then there was a hack reporter this weekend that talked about it and tweeted out, buyer beware, the sports card market is absolutely being manipulated. There's an unprecedented amount of high-profile auctions that, that didn't end in payment but are being used as data for future sales of lower-end cards of the same player. This hack reporter, Darren Ravel. Darren, bud, there was a, there was a whole bunch of replies you're about 10 years. To, one of my favorites was mashing dingers. I've been watching it happen for 10 years. I guess it's news now. And then uh, PSA 10 collector always last of the party. Darren, would you like, like me to let your followers know that we also landed on the moon? And, and by the way, I'm going to point out, this is the same guy that was tweeting out PWCC and Probstein auctions and using those as comps for certain things yep. selling. And, I used to kind of like Darren Ravel, but lately more and more I've, what I've seen and what he's brought out is either someone else's information, he's using, he uses it as his own, or that he's way behind on it, or he's using something where it's not, he then turns and flips it, and then he's on sharing information that's uh, maybe not the best. Uh, right information like using the, the Probstein and the PWCC because people on eBay and collectors know that, hey, like that, those always tend to go for a different amount than other things. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but wasn't I'm going to call it a hack reporter. 
wasn't he one of the people that was really pushing the or, or calling out PWCC and Probstein last summer with the trimming and all that? Like I was, he thinking, yeah, he talked about it, and then in this last in the last three or four, he talked about the trimming scandal that was going on. Well, the last three or four months, he's been was tweeting about card prices and saying, "Oh, these great auctions," and you know, these guys like there was a lot of tweets that and. and there were other auctions at the time of the same cards that weren't associated with those guys that he could have shared, uh, but chose only to share those. It was really odd because, like, there I I'd have to go back in our show notes, but there was this particular card, and there were like three auctions that ended all at the same time around the same price. But he picked the PWCC ones. Yeah, of course. So, uh, I don't know, like it. it Anyway, I just want to bring. I thought it was funny because that you know, like, there all the the all the mentions or all the responses were just like, dude, you're like really late to the party. Like, we all have known this shit's been going on for a long time. Like, yeah, shocker, you know. And, and the other thing too is is uh, you know we're getting into Project 2020 issues, but like legitimately, eBay is just kind of I think just gone so far into just taking care of the buyer and not caring about their seller yep. lately where the cancellations and the non-payments and uh, issues have just kind of, uh, you know, I luckily I haven't had any problems, but I'm not dealing in, in the world of $99,000 cards. So, right. you know, it just, it, it's, fr it's frustrating when the market's been so hot and eBay sales, I think have been outstanding but there's been a lot of manipulating their rules in favor mm -hmm. of the buyer and hurting the seller. Yep, that's for sure. So, so you know. if I can insert one in here, yeah. um, I see you missed one from uh, the group here. Oh, yeah. So from Collector Empire, this is why I don't go cr too crazy over patches. So much greed in this hobby. So you got a CC Sabathia. Same uh, game worn patch, right? Yeah, fancy enough patch five of ten. I think this is from Diamond Icons. They replaced the patch on the inside with a much more favorable patch that probably isn't quote unquote game worn. Five of ten. <laughs> I one, I want to know how you do that because that's pretty magical, right? But uh. And what do you do with the previous patch? I mean, wear it around as a necklace. I don't know. It's a good catch. This is why I like that some of the premium products have a serial number attached. Yeah. I know some people think serials are gimmicky 20 years into their run of being on cards, but th th this is one of the huge proponents for it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it all should be numbered. I don't care if it's out of hell. Someone sent me a George Brett. A listener sent me this awesome George Brett I've never seen before. And it looks like uh, an unlicensed product. I'm not sure who the manufacturer is. Hold it up. Of, let me see. Of, it says gear. Oh. It's bird. numbered out of 10,000. This is card 7,554 out of 10,000. I don't care that it's numbered out of 10,000. But it's numbered, and if it had a relic or something on it, even better. Um, sure. I don't. I don't know. So, uh, Mike in the chat says, "Is a seller with a buyer 
uh, with a buyer cancellation. I told eBay um, uh, I was I, I was uh, told me I was correct, but had a rule for the buyer. I even had so there was a bunch of exchanges back and forth. Sorry about that, uh, going back and forth uh, to review, and he had a bunch of returns. So yeah, it's been just kind of crazy the abuse uh, that's been there. Uh, I don't know who sent this to us, Steph, but um, somebody said has it come has it come to this at, at uh, a PK Sports One on Twitter. I just saw this on Facebook. Is this what we've gotten to? Razzes for supplies. It was a, a flipping Raz. So if you don't know what those are, those are some interesting things where you buy a spot for. Uh, this was ten spots for five dollars. So the, the seller gets fifty bucks no matter what, and one person for five dollars would win all this stuff. It was an Ultra Pro team bag, uh, a pack of Ultra Pro team bags. Uh, one seventy-five point one touch, one hundred point one touch. Uh, one pack of 79 point top loaders from uh, beta BCW, two packs of super thick top loads, three packs of thick top loads, four penny sleeves, and four card stands. We've gotten so desperate for supplies that we're now doing razzes for them. I mean, I heard uh, Colin of uh, Sports Card Radio say he was selling uh, five packs of one touches for like was like 20 bucks. He was selling for like $5 a piece. Mm. And, uh, you know, I can't, I was like, I mean, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, in normal times, those are two bucks, two fit, maybe two fifty, maybe. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, no, it's just, it's crazy. And PW, BWC, uh, BCW is sold out of their standard top loaders until Halloween. Yep. For their website. I know several, uh, Companies and organizations are also running low on their supply, so uh, it's not just the manufacturers. Everyone wants these uh, materials. Yeah, I I'm a fan of cardboard gold, and um, I think their standard top loaders are supposed to be restocked here in a few weeks. But they're about out of penny sleeves, which is they're my go-to for penny sleeves, and they're going to be out of penny sleeves till October because of um, supply issues, supply chain issues. Um, with China and all that kind of stuff yeah. with, with COVID. So it seems like across the board, you have some who are going to be back in stock with top loaders in July, but they're not going to have penny sleeves till October. Penny sleeves are now the thing that are doubling on the, on the market. I'm glad I bought a couple of cases mm-hmm. earlier this year and have plenty in stock, but they're, you know, they went from, <laughs> From 40, Someone needs to clip this. <laughs> $43 or whatever I paid for 10000 of them. Isn't um, that the best you know, 40 bucks? They're, they're up spent? to 80 to to 100 now, too. So, yeah, it's... Mm. Real quick, though. Isn't that the best, like, $40 when you get a when you get a 10000 penny yeah. sleeve? Like, I love that. I love to, to buy... Uh, yeah, so I bought... 000. And I have back over here behind me, I have quite a few top loaders and penny sleeves that... Uh, that uh, I, well, I, that's usually full. My top loaders are pretty much gone. The penny sleeves I'm pretty good on. But uh, I kind of pulled back on selling supplies just until I kind of know what's, you know, what's going on. I'm, I'm hoping to swing by the, one of the local spots here, the local distributors uh, this Friday, and check in with them on some stuff and just kind of see what they have in stock. So, um, And a lot of the, the shipping and, and some of the stuff that I'll do, I, I mean, I always reuse – not always. I mean, if they're completely yellowed and trashed, I don't reuse them. But I get—I haven't bought top loaders 
for three years because yeah. of the collections that I buy. And I've got enough that are almost like new that come out of these collections that I've, I've not had to buy top loaders for years. But when I'm, how many top loaders in how good of condition are going to be one of the considerations that I'm going to be using as I go and look at collections now over the next several months, mm -hmm. because that's going to be another value point to be able to, to even sell used top loaders are going for, for a good rate right now on, on eBay or direct on Facebook and Twitter. And so an, another tip, if you're going to look at collections, if there's a, a bunch of boxes that have some top loaders in good condition, there's, there's some value there too. Don't overlook that. Yeah. No. So yeah, it's crazy. Like I have a, a tote back here, by the way, I love these. I bought these all at Target. That's why I keep all my supplies in and boxes of pages actually fit really well in there. Just give you a heads up. And they're like six or eight bucks of the target brand, but no. Yeah. From collections, I have two totes full of regular size top loaders. And then I have a drawer down here full and, uh, you know, and also the card savers where I've got them from either collections or when people ship me stuff and I pull them out and do whatever else with them. I, if they're good shape, I use them to, to send out things to, you know, when I sell stuff, uh, Brad in the chat said, does anybody know the difference between the big league hobby and collector's box? Yeah. The hobby box, the, the regular hobby box has all the packs and the cards. The collector's boxes, you're going to get, I think it's like six or seven packs, and then you're going to get that action figure. So it's it's a, it's like a it's like a fourth of the packs and then the action figure, but also there's a few bucks less. And then there's going to be some rarity, uh, some, some uh, variations of the action figure guys. Uh, by the way, we found out Tim Seberg says he's Coach Tim. So that was your Zion? I'd love to have maybe you hop on uh, with us tonight if you can for a minute and talk about it. And if not, maybe the Hobby Hotline on Saturday. Uh, that'd be a, a great. We'd like to we'd like to hear about that more. Definitely. So uh, <laughs> check this out. It's already been graded. It's the Mariano from Project Twenty Twenty. It's an action proof of Ted Williams. Nice. So I'd love you share this with us as we get into more Project 2020 issues. Thanks, Tops. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. We're going to get into this. So at C. Martin 4534 picked up an Ichiro from King Saldine. Saladin. Uh, it was uh, Tops encased it with a filler card from BCW's One Touch <laughs> on the back. Uh, here we go. It's a great-looking card, by the way. Uh, one of my favorite Ichiro's. By the way, Ichiro's had some of the best cards. Oh, and then there oh. you go. Hey, at least you could measure your magnetics on the back if you wanted to. Right. But uh, there you go. And then Alan Harrison in the in the same tweet uh, thread here said he shared his King Saladin Willie Mays, and it was a blank back. It was just pure white. Here we go. Here's the video there. And oh. no back. And then there was GM Mariners who shared his Fuchi Mike Trout. And it was put in upside down. Where's that one at? Um, I put it in. The, I put a link because I think it was in a different uh, stream. So I put it in the, in the notes there. Oh, I, see it, I see it. I see it. But it was, you know, I, I got my latest Brett. And it the sticker was on really poorly. 
but I'll take that over some of the other things I've seen. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, product control. QC, come on. Yeah. At an eBay one of one. It's just, you know, I know there's a lot of these cards, and but the thing is, is I mean, they're taken for a, quite a while to get out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen the secondary market, like, kind of fall apart, which is I'm fine with, because I think it was in a weird, crazy, and stupid price point. And yep. it's really settled back down, which is nice, because that's where it should be, right? I mean, these cards should be maybe double or triple what you spent for them early on, and then if the print runs lower, then, yeah, that fits. And, hey, guess what? You got lucky if you, you bought a couple, and it was a low print run, right? Um. But these, these kind of, you know, people complaining about the case, scratches on cases and stuff. It's like, okay, get over that or what brand of case it is versus that the card doesn't have a back. It has the wrong back. It has a blank back. It has, it's upside down. Like those are, or it has pubic hair in it. Like we, we saw a couple weeks, or well, it had hair of some kind and it was short and curly. So that's all I'm going to say. But it, like we saw once the hairs in them, like. What you got against short and curly? I'm just saying, I don't want someone's short and curlies with inside my cards, right? Unless it was one of those from, uh, what was that one? Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, lost my train of thought there. But no, I, th- I just think it's crazy. And then and then on top of that, um, Ugly 2020. So uh, Ivan from Watch the Breaks tweets out, forgot Ugly Bob Gibson. This is easily the worst card in Project 2020. Pictures make it look better. If you can imagine that. It is the Don C. Uh, Fred uh, Fred McGriff, Frank Thomas. Um, yeah. And so we saw these. We're all like, "Oh my god, that looks so great!" In hand, it looks it looks bad. It looks like a candy bar. It, it kind of looks like a early two thousands Fleer Gold Medallion, Ultra Gold Medallion. Like three people got that reference, but yeah, it's not my it's not my favorite. It definitely does look better in pictures than it does in hand. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, Richard Ricardo in chat says they're using a third party to pack these cards. I bet the blank bag is not blank, but it's the white card stock. And yeah, no, I, I I'm sure. No, I'm I don't believe it's it is a true white bag. I think they left something inside there, and something uh, like one of these. But baseball, yeah. But at least you, you can see Jordan in that. Like he's there, just not not pretty. Um, we're just here's a total disaster. Uh, so our friend at once a uh, at OAC cards once a cub. There were some issues in wave two with tops total with three cards mixed up with names, photos, and teams, and. Uh, so there's a couple issues coming out of Wave 3. First up, the race cards. They're missing the gray stripe that makes the white number stand out from the white backgrounds, making the number unreadable. Only the race cards were affected. So that's, that's not the right photo. Got to go back up. Um, there we go. So Anthony Bonda, uh, Tyler Glass, now Kevin Kiermaier, Mike Zunino. You can't see their numbers. Uh, or Bond is the example of where you can see the number. Uh, another uh, another issue with numbers, former Cub Jeff Samarja and Rich Hill share card number 223. Hill should be card 224. 
Wade Miley and Cameron Mabin share card 227, but Miley should be 228. But last, but not certainly least, there are five players listed as rookies on the checklist released by Tops. However, only one of them has a rookie logo, and it's Bo Bichette. Juan Hung Kim, Jalen Davis, Hunter Harvey, and J- uh, Josh Rojas all are missing the rookie logo. Or was the checklist wrong? Yeah, I mean the check. Yeah, the checklist could have been wrong, but I know that uh, Jalen Davis has been a rookie, and uh, so is Rios. I think those were right. both series one rookies. <clears throat> I think Davis only played like 15, 20 games last year, so he wouldn't meet the threshold. Yeah. So what about I'm saying is like, come on. You 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 would think that you know. And obviously, we don't know how Tops is maneuvering everything going on right now. But you would think that if people are at home or at least in the office, they have a lot of time to be able to catch up on minor things like this. Whereas it just seems like they're rushing it out the door to make sure that it gets printed. And it's a shame. And no, as I know someone asked, the Samarja is not a twin. I just, you know, I, I was in 2020 last year up until wave six, and then I stopped. I was done. Um, mm. So it's wave I, seven, I still, eight, nine I need to get from Matt. Yeah, I still sell pretty well on a, on a weekly basis. I'm still selling probably a handful of cards every week, um, which is fine. Um, and I liked the idea. It just now, and then this year, like the execution, like we've seen and like, Two out of three waves, there's been issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think this this set is long for the world after this year. And I think that this this product with the number of card, 900 cards, should be maybe once every five years they should do this release. You know? Um, would be neat. They just have so much product online and on demand now. I mean, on top of it, they have the, TO, the T206 reprint things that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm waiting for the... What was they did last year stuff the heritage ones mm-hmm. yep. you know um i'm excited like i like when they do like alan and ginter x yep. hands down yeah. one of my favorite and i would if they ever stopped that i'd hope they'd put those in as in the in the regular releases as inserts because that that parallel set that black set every year is one of my favorite sets um to get but you know i just I don't know where what where the blame is or what to say. I mean, I just think they have so much on-demand stuff that things like right I mean, things that are falling apart. God forbid, the thing of baseball was going on right now. We had tops now, right? I know they're doing the throwback ones, but that's just one card a day. But you know, tops now would have a handful of cards a day every day. It's I don't know. It's not an excuse. But it's not like this doesn't happen regularly anyway. Was it was it last year or, or 2018 that Series 2 had some double numberings yeah. um, it, through the whole entire Ooh. print run? 2018 or 2019, yeah. Yeah, yeah because I know every complete set I sold, I was getting e- emails from the eBay customers despite you know having it in my – in my listing that, Hey, all the cards are there. There's two of this number, two of this number. It's not missing any. 
Um, it caused a lot of headaches, but I mean, that was with a, a big flagship run. And so it's not like these types of things don't happen from time to time, but um, I, I agree. That's not an excuse. I wish the quality control would, would sharpen up, but yeah, here's all the stuff you could buy online. Project 2020 tops T uh, tops T 206, the Derek Jeter tops Nell Chrome set tops living uh, the Kenny main game. Garbage Pail Kids, Wacky Packs, Tops X, BVB, a Lionel Messi set, uh, a Throwback Thursday, Tops Total, Game Within the Game. You also have Star Wars Living, and then you have UEFA League Champions Living set, uh, all online. Those are like all the on-demand stuff, and and it's just like daily. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's like sometimes just pull back a little bit. Maybe less is more. You know, so uh, the industry summit is on. Uh, Beckett Media tweeted out this week and posted uh, the 2020 industry summit is moving forward as planned in Las Vegas, September 13th through the 16th. Check out the latest updates with exciting news from our partners. A survey went out. To, uh, I pulled this from the article, but uh, a survey went out uh, to each 2019 summit attendee uh, and to collectors via Beckett's social media platforms. Meetings were held with sponsors, manufacturers, distributors, licensors, and the Westgate Resort. The overwhelming response was to produce the summit as planned in Las Vegas. What I find funny um, is it's not truly an industry summit because the brands, the, the manufacturers of cards that you have there, Onyx, Panini, Tristar, the rest, oh, and then Dragon Shield. So I know that's some stuff there, but uh, you Leaf have... usually there. What's up? Leaf is usually there. Oh, yeah, Leaf. Uh, do, 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 yeah, I see. I'm sorry. I skipped over Leaf. There we go. But then you have, like, so you have, uh, you know, your, you have Gold, Gold River Distributors, Southern Hobby, GTS. Uh, these are all uh, distributors that are, that are going to be there. Uh, then you have guys that make like Lionel Racing. They in, uh, will be there. Super Seven that made those action figure guys. Uh, so it's a lot, you know. But you know, Tops and Upper Deck both have walked away from this, doing their own. Um, so truly, now it's not really, to me, an industry summit when you're missing two of the three major producers. Major producers of sporting sports trading cards. <laughs> So, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Um, you know, I think I think it's good for you know people to have a shop or break to go on and get to see, meet the distributors and, and hang out with those or the supply. You know, the guys making the supplies. But when your card brands aren't there, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's annoying that there's three different um, quote unquote industry focused conferences. With the Tops Conference, the Upper Deck Dealers Conference, and and um, the Beckett Panini Conference here, um, Eric talked a little bit about this. He had one of the the Beckett people who's kind of in charge of overseeing it, I think, on his his show last week, um, and reran that as a podcast. And it sounds interesting. Like I think there's a lot of value that would come from it. Um, I was interested. 
I, I guess from a content creation perspective and and even some of the things that I might be able to, to pick up as a reseller, um, I'm less interested in it being in Vegas. I would be more interested if it was in Dallas, um, like they had it so would I. a couple of years ago. And yes, Steph, you probably would too. <laughs> um, Vegas just doesn't appeal to me. Um, so I, you know, but I think it's a, I, I think it's a good idea, but I wish all of the manufacturers and everybody was there at the same conference. I think it would be. Well, I think it's because they, I think Beckett bought it, right? I mean, this was a, a standalone yeah. thing and Beckett purchased this a few years back. Yeah. Um, and it, it was really big at one point because all the, all of them there. And Brian, I remember a handful of years ago, Brian Gray like stood up and just kind of like pulled the curtain back and, and let some of the, the people in the industry just kind of have it, which was, I really support it and he still kind of stands there, but he's done other stuff. That's kind of, I think taken away the shine a little bit, um, uh, about, about what they do with me. I, I, I don't know. So, but anyway, I'm just, it, to me, it's, it's really a shame that they can't get along. And, um, I don't think that these companies talk whatsoever. I don't think they want to like each other or they want to be involved and there's hard feelings and, you know, they can't figure it out because I mean, all of them are suing each other except for tops and they're all Rand Robin suing each other. Um, and it just like, if they can't even, you know, they can't even show up to a show like this together to, to, to support the, their hobby and they have to do their standalone ones. It, it, to me, it's just, I, it seems not a, a good use of time. I like at least tops included that they had their, um, you know, the, uh, their conference wasn't coincided with their transcendent party. Mm-hmm. That somewhat makes some sense. Um, but I, I don't know. And I think Dallas, Dallas, I know Vegas is way better than Dallas, but Dallas is better because Panini could give tours of their facility. Yeah. Beckett could show to a, do a tour of their facility. There's a lot of good hobby shops supposedly down that way. And, you know, you Steph would have a sign, a meet and greet, and he'd sign your autographs for a couple bucks. Um, I'm not late. I'll sign for free. There you go. Uh, you know, I so I just parking lot. I just I think that it could be done better, but it won't be because it's this hobby, and, and no one could get along, even on the show. Uh, Dallas is open. So Sports Collectors Daily posts an article uh, at the Delta Marriott Convention Center in Allen, Texas. Dozens of dealers and hundreds of collectors over the show's three-day run with a few tables, uh, more than uh, nor- a few tables, uh, more than normal. There was a room uh, with fewer tables, more uh, a fewer. There were fewer tables. There we go. I could get that out. There was more room to social distance if you were inclined to. Some pe- some attendees wore masks, most did not. There was hand sanitizing stations uh, set up. Some dealers took time to wipe down their areas and their booths, while others had been uh, spending time there. Un- Uncle Rich was pictured in this. He was uh, photographed and quoted in the article, uh, which was pretty cool. I heard it was good. I From the chat, I believe someone said they've already scheduled a second show. There's Uncle Rich digging in boxes. I love that. Uh, I have a question. So, Mike, you set up at shows. Yep. Steph's done the same. I, I do as well. I'm really missing a show here. Like I, we were supposed to have one uh, like two weeks ago and it got canceled. I understand. I get all of this. Um, I just selfishly miss 
doing a card show all day, talking trading cards, meeting guys locally and saying what's up. But um, would you set up or attend a show at this current point in time? Well, I, for- I would around here. The The local show that we've got is a fairly small show. There's maybe six to eight of us um, sellers that set up. And we have, I would say, 10 to 20 people at a time. You know, and there's a cycle of, of people through throughout the day. I would. I mean, I think in our area, there's only... 13 active cases of COVID right now in our entire, you know, multi-county area or whatever. Um, at least that's my understanding from the, from what I see uh, on our health department site, you know, so I would, I'm looking forward to it. We canceled our June show as well. We're hoping to be able to um, get back going again in July and I will be set up if we do. Um, would I be as comfortable going to, um, a Chicago show or the national or something like that at this point, probably not, but, but our local show. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and, and I know this looks is like you're in a hat, by the way. Good. Got a halo going. Uh, no, I, I know this is my local show and, uh, Kyle's a, well, Kyle's Kyle. Um, he has some decent shows and yeah, I bought my rod crew rookie from him. Um, but given Texas's recent surge, and as I said in chat here, uh, of cases and everything else going on, just not, not even for myself. I mean, I know Texas has that whole huge personal attitude of we're going to do what we want because we want, because we can, um, Texas. Yeah, exactly. Um, I probably wouldn't have attended. Uh, Rich is obviously seen taking uh, precautions, but it looks like the majority of people weren't. Um, I mean, I'll just pick up my singles online and wait for their ship three months for now. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I would be tentative to set up just because I do a lot of like quarter box sure. stuff, uh, not a lot of showcase stuff. I'd probably just go to buy and be yeah. very selective of wh- where I was and. Um, mm-hmm what I did. Um, but I, you know, the other thing too, is I've been trying to find collections online and, 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 you know, through the normal channels and I've not seen anything. There was one guy had a bunch of stuff that looked good, but then I, he went to like $2,500 and I was like, we went back and Dude, forth. He sent me some more detailed photos <laughs> and he was probably about 250 would have been a good price points. What I told him. And then he told me some not nice things. So I was like, cool <laughs> luck. And it's been there for four. It's been down there for four weeks now. So, well, did you see? Speaking of collections, did you see that link that I sent to the Reddit uh, comments? I think it's this one. There's a guy who shared not that. Um, I like the guy that wanted was going to trade a Brewers opening day mascot card for Aaron Judge or <laughs> like Juan Soto rookie cards. Like, of course, that was a fun one. No, there was a guy who said the typical story, um, you know, hey, my uncle, father, grandfather passed away and I got these collections of cards and I'd like to sell them. Um, For example, here's the one that Tim was just referring to. Um, To dump it in to here. For any Brewers fan, or if you just like the card, I'm down for trade. I collect Aaron Judge, Peter Alonso, or any top rookies. Yeah, dude, it's a mascot. Again, it's an autograph, but 
Yeah. But I mean, if who? Some rando. Um, PSA for the tins. If you cut the styrofoam in half, it'll fit a a graded card nicely. What? Um, where did it go? No, yeah, I mean, I, there. This is you. You've shared some of this stuff from Reddit, and there's some interesting things on there uh, about collecting um, that, that pop every so often. But um, no, I just to me, like you know, at this point, having a show isn't as important. And I like I, I feel like as we, you know, somebody said, isn't doesn't Texas have a huge jump in viruses? I think that I think there are a handful of states that have seen uh, openness not be the best way, and uh, I. Like, as much as I like being at home, like I'd like to to live in the world again a little bit, but I'm feeling like this is going to last a lot longer because a lot of people just couldn't wait. I don't know. So uh, that's why we have the show to bring entertainment, and have fun, and talk about trading cards and and fun stuff. Uh, I thought this was awesome. So uh, raising the price at uh, cardboard icons. Uh, Ben Ben put out this great tweet. Just a thought: If Tops and Panini see that certain blasts are selling for double on the secondary market, how long until they bump the MSRP to twenty nine ninety nine to help stabilize things and take advantage of said gap? It'd be a bit unconventional, but would make a ton of sense. What do you guys think? I mean, people are still going to rush out and buy Prism, especially in basketball. And people are still going to try to get the best value for those. I don't know how much per se um, that helps by offsetting the initial price. It might scare up one or two people, but there's, I mean, you still see the guys that have like 400 uh, boxes that want to sell out individually. Yeah, I think it. I think I have mixed feelings on it because from a business perspective, if the market is there, the manufacturers would, it would make sense for the manufacturers to be able to take advantage of that and increase their profits. Um, at the same time, there will be a point where the end consumer is, says, I am no longer willing to pay this much for for packs or boxes. And that's the point when we'll start to see um, prices come back down. They'll either raise to a point that people aren't willing to pay it or the supply will be increased to a point that um, people can get whatever they want and the prices have to come back down. Eventually we're gonna see one of those two things. But no, I don't think it's gonna be forever that we're gonna see meat left on the bone for random retail flippers to to be profiting off of these things well you know i I think they should put it to thirty dollars uh and and just see even on all the products some of the products like that they we see big runs on like like tops flagship baseball right or or heritage which is probably some of the heritage probably the worst blasters i think you can buy leave them at 19.99 but bowman put it at 29.99 put these mega boxes at you know $39.99. $39.99. You know, bring up that cost and see if you still have the same run on it as you do. And, and what I don't get is sometimes you see these guys like selling these lots of blasters, say for, you know, 
here's 10 blasters for $400. Well, okay, I'd much rather take that $400 and go buy, you know, maybe two hobby boxes or maybe one jumbo box. Is probably, we've seen prices come down a little bit because at least I'm going to be guaranteed some autographs, you know, and I'm not going to get guaranteed the duplicate packs. And um, so it's just, it's, I would like to see it. I, I think that we need to get somewhere unconventional with it. Um, I think we need to, to get a little bit uncomfortable uh, with it. I, you know, there's still going to be people going out there and spending tons of money and buying retail, and that's fine because that's what they can do. But to be honest, guys, this was not an issue three years ago, not even two years ago. No. That's right. It's really been in like the last 18 months. Personally, I would rather them just bump hobby production. Yeah, because when when the this is retail, this retail surge is only a situation because the hobby demand has been so high that hobby prices have you know been through the roof. If they bump hobby production, get more of it out there for people to consume, it's going to drive the overall price down. When the regular when you can buy hobby again at a, a reasonable price, retail is going to be an afterthought that everybody makes fun of again, like like they did two years ago, yeah. you know? So what are you um, buying retail? if, if the manufacturers want to make more money and meet some of that demand by bumping production even more, that would be my recommended option versus raising the price of, of blasters. Oh uh, yeah. I just, I think that, um, you know, we'll see it kind of level back out at some point in time. Giannis, the hoarder, uh, there's a few people that shared this out, uh, but I give credit here to Mike underscore McKenna on Twitter. Uh, so wait, Jonas in a picture out of his Insta of his autograph cards that he that he collects, but people can see several cards that are one of one Panini list is not existing. So he just signed them and kept them during the process. Uh, pack pulled uh, at pack underscore pulled tweeted out uh, some blowout links, and uh, there were a handful of cards that he showed. Um, and there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of comments on here, and people. There were some collectors that noted they recognize other cards that are past redemptions that have still not been fulfilled. Uh, also, there's a there's a unreleased mosaic black one of one auto, uh, unfinished triple autographs, and some unreleased fall of stuff where Panini actually listed it on the website as not it says parallel cards gold numbered out of ten, green numbered out of five, and black. This is from the mosaic checklist. Black one of one no Giannis, but yet. He has a picture of him with the Giannis card. So now, would that make him a pack brewer? A pre-pack brewer? You know, so it just it's just interesting. I know that some collectors said that uh, Panini does provide extra cards to players because they mentioned like Jerry Rice had sent out some uh, flawless cards that he did through TTMs um, that I guess we're extras, but you know, if he's holding on to holding back some of his stuff, especially ones that, uh, you know, there was a video that I know that, uh, that was put out, but it was on TikTok and it was taken down. Uh, and then these were screenshots of that video that someone grabbed before the video disappeared. But, um, it was cool. Like, Oh yeah. Giannis bought some of his own cards and then people started realizing, Oh, those are cards that never made it into product. There's a wrestler that it came out last fall maybe that there's a wrestler doing the same thing with his tops uh wrestling products i think drew um 
ran that story or had that story. I heard it on his podcast. But yeah, there's a wrestler that was talking about on this wrestling podcast how he likes cards and all that. And it's so great when Top sends him all these cards to sign that he gets to keep or that he keeps whatever. He was not supposed to be keeping them, but that he keeps some of the the low serial numbered stuff for himself. And that got out there. And now we see Giannis doing this. I'm sure there are countless other people who are doing or have done the same thing in, in multiple sports, right? And so it's just one more thing that goes to show the frustration that I've got for the hobby's recent fascination with autos and relics and, and hits, you know, and um, because there's stuff like this, that's going to continue to happen or, or does happen. Mm-hmm. I got the, uh, full, the full screen pictures here. Tim. Yep. My card collection so far. And then someone zoomed in and found the, like one of one, no Giannis. Well, I wonder why. So it's unfortunate. Um, you know, everybody got excited that they were, you know, uh, uh, one of the best players in the NBA was collecting cards, but it looks like he's just collecting them and not sending them back. Hey, it's better than auto pen deck, you know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, PSA and BGS on Saturday morning uh, both issued grading price increases. Uh, mostly dealing with PSA with their bulk. I think they went up $2 a card. There was a lot of convoluted stuff. I mean, the Hobby Hotline covered a pretty good Saturday. Uh, BGS was up 5 or $10 a card. Now, I I have – I listened to the – I wasn't on on Saturday, but I did listen to the podcast. And there was some talk that, oh, these cards, you know, might, these companies might have talked to each other and said we're both raising our prices and yada, yada, yada. I don't believe that's true. Um because that's that they're they're not that friendly. These guys are competitors, right. and would you tell your competitor your your business strategy? No. Um, I think what they did is they got a somebody got a release, and then they sent out a release, and it seemed to come out at the same time. Um, but they all have like I think it was like a hundred thousand, like a, or was it some gun godly number? Of, both of them had backups. And Beckett and PSA have both put out that they're hiring graders. Um, mm-hmm. They're so far behind on this. Beckett doesn't even guarantee their 30-day submissions right now. Uh, they're not even offering that a guaranteed 30 days. Um, I think some of the stuff's up to like a hundred and something days if you're and that's if you're lucky. I don't understand if I have and, and then also too it's based on what you value the what the cards valued at the prices go up. I don't understand. To me, I don't understand submitting cards, sending them to a company through the mail or a service. They get there, they sit there, they're there for months on end. They get a grade, and then they get hopefully mailed back to you. And these are some of your favorite, best, most expensive cards that you have, and you're just mailing them willy nilly back and forth, hoping. You know, that they make it there, they make it back, there's no damage, they're not lost, they're not stolen, they're not burned up in a truck fire. Um, Unless you can walk it in the door, I'm not, and pick it up later, like, I'm running away. I'm letting other people do this because these costs now, when we're talking like Beckham's like $30 to grade a card, so that card's got to be worth at least $50 $50 for you even to, to think about grading it. 
and then you have $30 on top of that. So now it's an $80 car, hoping you what you can get $85.90 out of it. And yeah. what happens is the guy later robs a bank and goes, you know, whatever. It's like then the cards with five bucks. I, I just don't I don't understand. Like I'll buy graded cards. I'll I've and I have graded cards and I've bought them, but I've bought them on the secondary market. Right. I, I just don't get it. I just don't I, get it. Yeah, I mean, I I think personally, I think graded cards are dumb. I don't get it. I don't. There's a there's a a small fraction of authenticity purposes for vintage. If you can trust the 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 judgment of whether or not something is is authentic, yeah, but the yeah, fascination with grading time. every modern card and people losing their minds as a 9.5 or a 10. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's only a nine, the subgrades. And I, I don't care. I don't care, but people are going crazy for it. There's these companies have giant backlogs. They're dumb not to raise prices, raising. If the demand is there, raise the price, make the money while you can. I hope it does two things. I hope that one, it gets people to quit sending in such stupid stuff of, you know, random commons to get graded. You know, Brian Gray can stop getting a common graded that he bought for 20 cents to try to sell it for $20 or add value to his product. Stop. I hope it stops the people grading dumb stuff that shouldn't be graded. And then two, hopefully it allows them to hire more graders and spend more quality time doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so we see fewer of these things where facsimile autos are getting certified, where other stuff, right? And so if it accomplishes the goal of decreasing the backlog because they're able to hire more people and do a better job of it, great. If it generates more profit, great. If it gets people to quit sending in dumb stuff, great. So I'm all for it because one, I don't send... I don't grade stuff anyway, so it's not going to affect me at all. I'm not, I don't buy graded cards specifically looking for, for cards at a certain grade. So it's not going to affect me at all. But with the demand that they've got with the backlog that, that these companies are seeing, they're dumb not to raise prices. And oh, so I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I wholeheartedly agree. I, and I think that too, then you have these guys doing these group submissions from card shops or from wherever they're taking thousands of cards and submitting them. So, I'm going to give it to Mike's card shop. Mike is then going to submit it for me, send it off. It's going to go to the company's hands and then through their process, back to a shipping company, back to Mike, and then back to me. Good Lord. You know what can happen in, in that 200 days? There was some stuff with a dude at Vintage Breaks and taking card submissions on the side and all this stuff and held the cards for hundreds of days. And people were without cards for almost still now over a year without having cards. Well, you know the fluctuation in value of cards over a year of a certain player based on seasonality or performance or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I stopped, once I got all my, my run of Brett Topps base cards graded, I, I'm done. I'm out. Um, I've, I've cracked more in the last few months than I've actually bought. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll buy a graded card because I need it for a set or I like the card, but I don't care if it's graded because I'm going to put it in a different case. Um, spend your money. I know that they're five bucks right now, but a one touch normally you're like a, like two bucks. Um, and then you get these, these sexy, sexy sleeves and put on them. 
Yeah, uh, a hell of a job, and they look super cool, and they fit in in any normal box. The top loaders fit in. Yep. So my 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 twenty four cents. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I <laughs> more so than you know, I, I understand the issues with backlog and companies having to dig themselves out. Um, but if they're issue is being able to get through that you'd think that they would put a priority on that put a stop on it finish up what they have and then restart but they have to have that money come in and pay these guys sure but you, you know. already had a huge upfront i mean you don't need 2020 bowman insert player name here graded the second the product is released sure. i'm sorry Inga's graded no no you don't yeah i just it, it's just goofy. Go ahead and waste and spend your money and waste your time doing it. And hopefully, get your cards back and they don't get lost or dangled, damaged or or whatever uh, in the process. Mike, I have a quick question. Yeah, the faster gun. Boom. Boom. I saw you had your red price. By the way, this is like the best. Like I don't know, like twelve bucks I ever spent on Amazon. Yeah, it's great. I think Tim had you buy a mile there. Not it's always yeah, he didn't know I was going to do. It. It's always red versus blue. My word for some reason, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, get that pricing gun. Got to man, it's it's great, and you put the little stickers on, makes you feel like a real, uh, you know, you're real, you're really valued. That's right. It looks like we don't, you know, what you're doing, right? I'm on my daughter's forehead sometimes. Uh, but uh, it's, it's been a great show, guys. Any final thoughts before we head out tonight? Uh, one question in chat there from uh, Mike. Which brand size plastic sleeves fit 131 point cases the best? Um, these, I've, what I've bought uh, is uh, they are from, they're perfect fit sleeve. And I'll make sure they're from Superior Fit Innovations. Uh, and I think that they're, I'm going to pull it up right here because they were sold out the other day, but they've been getting supplies in. But if you need yeah. to get, uh, they have them for all the mags from the different companies, even certain like Tops Luminary that have a special holder. Mm. Um, right now, you can get uh, Superior Fit sleeves for Ultra Pro One Touches for that are one twenty to one eighty point fifty of them for two dollars and seventy five cents. They're currently out of stock. I'm gonna drop the link in chat, but I love this site. They're, they're gonna probably resupply here soon. Um, but they also fit, they fit all of my project 2020 cards. So I know I have some BCW ones and another brand I could not see the name on and they fit in there just fine, but they don't leave any meat on it at all. Um, they've been awesome and they're, and they're inexpensive. Um, and the shipping is very, very reasonable. They're not, they're not going to do that. In the first order I had, they sent me actually, a uh, like a little sample kit that had one sleeve uh of all of like their they had like six different sleeves of all of like their top sellers so i could like mm. try out other sleeves which i thought was super duper cool nice but uh, that's what i use i found them from phil hughes and i went through this last actually last couple of days and went through and put all of my one touches in these new sleeves they work a lot better than the team bag uh, or one touch sleeves ultra i mean ultra pro's got great supplies and so does bcw but they just have a little extra meat on the side so doesn't look as clean. Can we please get somebody to start a supply manufacturing facility in the U.S. so we don't have to depend on supplies coming from China anymore? Somebody? There's I an idea for you. Are you going to work there cheap? Start 
start producing penny sleeves, top loaders, one touches here in America. Yeah, great. Uh, I so real quick. I so I got kind of. I was always thinking about this, and this sparked from last week on the Diamond Kings with the 3,000 hit club inserts. I was mad there was only fifteen. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not that many guys in the three thousand hit club. Um, there's actually only thirty two guys in the club, so you couldn't have a you know like really we couldn't get the other sixteen you know eighteen guy or seventeen guys in there. Uh, so what I did is I went and pulled the list, and I started a little special customs collecting binder where I pulled all the hall. I got all the hall of famers, uh, all the baseball hall of famers, uh, the three thousand hit club, and then all the the all-time home run leaders that anybody that's hit over 300 home runs. And so I started a little binder with these guys. And if I have a, uh, an extra rookie card uh, of theirs, that's what I'm putting in or one of my favorite inserts or other cards that they've had. So like George Brett's on all three lists. So I picked three different George Brett's and uh, I believe uh, Hank Aaron's on all three lists. There's a handful of guys, but I built up, I just started doing this last night, this little binder, um, of these guys. And it's been a really fun, like little homemade set collection, uh, that I've done. And, um, cause sometimes you have like, uh, you know, like I don't have a high pockets Kelly's card, like high pocket Kelly. Like that's a, that sounds like mm-hmm. a cool guy to have a card of mm-hmm. find one of him someday. But you know, uh, I think the oldest, uh, the one is I have is a, uh, Robin Roberts who was inducted in 76. Uh, right now I need to find a couple Clemente's, but uh, long time Memorial. Yeah. So no, it's just um, I just something I started last night to have some fun with and and, and build up, and it's not a major focus, but I got a good start to it already. So cool. Pro- programming note here, Tim. Yes. Check your uh, PSA is hiring. So if you're blind or you have a pair of scissors handy, or uh, if you're like me, you can sort cards in the pitch dark in Chicago with a uh, very dude guy on hand, uh, maybe maybe go apply. Yeah, no, there you go. Or if you have a cuddle buddy. That's right. Um, oh, and by the <laughs> way, this weekend, don't forget this weekend, there's the virtual card show uh, we talked about on last right. week's show. Check that out. It uh, starts, what, Friday and Saturday? Am I right on the dates mm-hmm. there? Yep. Uh so we should have uh, an announcement of a special show upcoming soon. Yes, and, and then, a hobby uh, history show, maybe, maybe. And then, uh, yeah, as our Twitter account showed, uh, stated, unlike last year, pleased to report that I did not plow any beavers on my way through Minnesota. Missed two deer, but no, no beavers. That's good. To, that's good to report so. back. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we appreciate it. Mike, again, thanks for hanging out with us on your birthday. Of course. No subbing in. Happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday. Steph, we might, have a, we might have another cool guest host with us next week. Okay. Uh, that I just uh, I got some some note, note, uh, a little DM from. So there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, remember, mm-hmm. live every every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on YouTube. Periscope. 11 Eastern. 11 Eastern. Uh, remember to watch the Hobby Hotline this Saturday. At 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Call in with any questions, comments. We appreciate the support there. Um, before we end up the show, um, I, I lost a – well, I have an update. So I was told I lost a friend uh, today. 
uh, guy that I, I went to junior high and high school with, played ball. We played ball in high school and college together, played football. Um, amazing, funny guy, always having a – always a guy you could call and have a – like hang out and you just had fun, right? We used to play a lot of Grand Turismo back in the day. Um, and I found – somebody said he passed – you know, we got the the call he passed away. And um, I just – I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it on the show. Um but he's in uh, a coma. He's he's basically brain dead at this point. He slipped and he fell and hit his head. And uh, you know, it's one of those things like you just you know never know what's going to happen, right? And right. so I've talked to some friends and some buddies I've been talked to in a handful of years, sometimes long, some longer than that. And it just made me realize, man, like what a phone call can do or a text message, no matter what the situation was or how it ended that a quick message hey i'm just thinking of you uh how far that can go and if i could just send him a note right like you know you look back sure. and it's like hindsight's 2020 like hey you know if i bought a ronald kuna bat downs i'd be doing pretty good right now you know but um to not be able to, to tell him that like one last time like i'm, I'm thinking about it. it's funny because saturday i drove by his parents old house and told my wife uh oh yeah my buddy you know lived down that way and all this stuff and um and then this happened. So, um, you know, the family's got to make a decision, but you know, for all intents and purposes, my friend's gone. So it, it's one of those things like, uh, you know, that hurts, but it sometimes the hurt brings out the good and reach out to somebody this weekend for me and just say, Hey, maybe you might have talked to in a while, um, and try to mend that fence. Uh, make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. You can always follow us on Twitter about the cards. You can always follow Mike at the, Mike Summer, follow Steph at Junk Wax Twins. You always follow me at Big Shep seventy nine. Share your hobby stories, great pulls, and send your questions our way. Keep collecting, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Have a good one. Yeah.